Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about the newest episode of What If, among many other things. We're going to go ahead and get this thing going. What's up, y'all? It's Ron. It's Dylan. And I'm Michael. Yeah, so uh, What If is uh, still going, uh, and we're, we're going to be talking about it. Uh, last week's episode, because <laughs> uh, love being current with Marvel changing up the, the release schedules. It's, it's fine, cool. right? I mean, it's fine. Um, but anyway, um, before we get into any of that stuff, we got to make sure that we always remember our pickle of the week. Wow. That was Not pretty good, actually. Though. I mean, look, it is what it is. It's fine. Um, okay. I didn't know if you were going to do the of the of the, you know, so I gave That's it a point. bit. Next good. next week. I'm going to forget this, but next week I'm going to say pickle of. <laughs> so somebody's going to do the week. Yeah. Okay. No, someone says the and the other person says week. All right. No, I say pickle and weak, but you guys have to do of the. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Yeah, all right. Anyway, my pickle of the week this week is Moon Knight number three from uh, three. Jed McKay. Um, it's been really good so far. And come read that Mooney goodness. Everybody loves Mooney. It has been really good. I'm glad everybody's uh, hopping on this Mooney uh, bandwagon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my pickle this week is the death of Doctor Strange. Number oh, one. that's right. Super excited. Uh, I haven't read a Doctor Strange book in a little while, so this is super cool. Uh, I flipped it back. Is he dead? I guess we're gonna find out. I didn't read it, so I don't know. But yeah, come pick up that along with a Moon Knight. Yes. My pickle. Ooh. I got two pickles. The first one is Aquaman the Becoming, number one. Um, I flipped through it. It looks really good. Uh, I don't know the, the writer, Brandon Thomas, from anything, but I'm excited to read it. Um, I like this version of Aqu- it's Aqua Lad from Young Justice, and I like that character a lot. So I'm happy to see him get a book. Um, and my other one is our two exclusive variants for Selena, the Selena comic. It's coming out finally at all yes. locations this Saturday. So in just a couple days for when this comes out. Um, Michael, it, we have very limited quantities, so uh, I would you know try and secure it Saturday if you can. Yes, the, don't uh, wait. Yeah, I think we have 150 of each at a Galleria area store, at a, and that's out of like over that's a not thousand. Gonna, that's not gonna last. And we set those aside, um, to not like we're sold out on the website now, so we'll so see. I'm, I'm gonna ask have. two questions real quick. What's uh, up? Well, actually, one uh, one is an update. Dylan Brandon Thomas writes excellence for Image, which is a uh, okay, like a Harry Potter esque magic school, but it's mostly black people, so that's cool. In okay. uh, the end, question, Michael. Yes. How many people have come into the store and asked for Selena comics? A decent amount. A decent amount. Same. Agreed. I, I, I mean, like, I couldn't. I couldn't out, tell you offhand. Like more, more I mean, than Saturday. Right. You know, more than like, oh, cool. Usual. I have a chance. Everywhere that the comic has been mentioned, it has been said that it comes out on Saturday, September twenty fifth. Yeah. So yeah. if they the saw people... the comic somewhere, they skipped over the release date. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So no one, <laughs> if someone's coming in looking for it now, it's not my fault. Right. Yeah, but also, what is my fault is a, okay. a a huge error with this comic because one of our listeners tweeted, um, about some confusion with the book. They were like, um, I've been listening to the podcast and this whole time I thought it was like a Catwoman book, like Selena Kyle. 
Oh, what? <laughs> and I was like, she said, this is from Carissa. She said, shout out Carissa. She said, um, not not our. Oh, uh, not not the former employee. Different Carissa. On the podcast, I totally thought you guys meant Selena Kyle, not like the Selena. I totally love this. So we should clarify. Yes. Selena Quintanilla, yeah, not yeah. Selena yes. Kyle. <laughs> that's pretty good. You know, okay. that's, a, that's that. a good bring up. Like, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, like, neither yeah. did I. Yeah, that's really good. And there is that book, that Selena book coming out, like, with the old. The old? older. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Did we talk about that? That's RB. My bad. That's RB. Uh, um, well, come get your Selena Quintanilla book uh, this this Saturday. We're going to have a bunch of people dressed up as Catwoman on Saturday. <laughs> Just to really confuse everybody. Oops. And I oops. Yes, that's a, that's my pickles. Word. Excellent. Um, this is the part of the show where we would like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out, and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and go do it. But, Ron, you got number ones for me? I got the number ones. One, uh, one, one. Yeah. Uh, Aquaman the Becoming. Uh, yeah. Batman Secret Files. Miracle Molly, one shot. Suicide Squad, King Shark. Uh, Star Wars Adventures, Ghost of Vader's Castle. Uh, Frontiersman, uh, Death of Doctor Strange. X-Men Onslaught, Revelation, one shot. He Who Fights with Monsters. Impossible Jones and Mullet Cop. Oh yeah, I gotta get that Mullet Cop. Go check out that Mullet Cop. I think that's also a one shot or something like that, but I forget. I also don't know. Um, It's on that like uh, thick... It's thick. Sort of, yeah, yeah, it's, thick it, it feels like a one shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it said one shot on the on the sheet though. Oh, that makes I mean, sense on the cover, but I don't remember. Anyway, go pick those up. That's right. Number ones. Okay, so let's get into our events. Um, I'll go first. So uh, I got nothing left in September because I guess I can't. I guess right. I'm just not That's getting it. minis. Yeah, I guess it's just done. Dang, son, bro. It's like a weekly email battle to get these things. Hold on, then what's the minis that Katie got? What's those? Those, those, are, those are leftovers those are from, from previous um, uh, months. I know y'all. I know y'all have a mini paint night coming up. I don't know the date on it. It's this Friday. This Friday, twenty fifth. But no, I don't. It, yes, twenty fourth this Friday at Katie. Uh, I don't Hopefully. know slots and whatever. But th- that is penciled left. in. There's two slots left. Um, call in to Tuesday. sign up uh, to the Katie location. Um, however, uh, th- there's a possibility that might change. There's um, that is also true. Some stuff going on. Um, but my stuff for October. So let's do KeyForge first. Um, KeyForge is going to be on the eighth and the twenty second. The uh, the eighth is going to be a sealed, as we always do one of those, and the twenty second is going to be a mystery format we ha- which means we haven't decided yet it's going to be halloween themed in some some capacity i'm probably going to make up some new format called trick or treat uh i need some help with that so if any of my keyforce players uh let me know what what you think you want to do there um i also want to thank everybody who came out to our flesh and blood event uh pre-release this past sunday made it a huge success thank y'all so much uh it was great and uh, we're going to try to start running uh twice monthly flesh and blood events um in november um so there's that. Um, also, on October 16th, Saturday, uh, we are going to have our very first ever Comic Craft Night. I'm very, very excited about this. This is going to be an um, event for anybody of any skill level. 
you know, no big, uh, no big buy-in required here of, uh, of skill. It's going to be, um, you pay, you pay 20 bucks and you get, um, you get a short box and you get uh, a bunch of unlimited access to comics and our, uh, Mod Podge and brushes and all that stuff. And you're going to, we're going to all decoupage comic boxes together. Um, it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm going to be there for that one. Um, but going forward, it's going to be um, Monica and Shay's event um, primarily. Uh, but I'm going to be here to help them out with the first one. Um, it's going to be Saturday, 10, 16, starting at 5 p.m., running to 9 p.m. It does not take the full four hours to make a box. You can either make multiples or come later or leave early, whatever you want. Um, so it's going to be, um, like I said, and a couple of Saturdays from now, really, really looking forward to this. So hopefully cool. we'll see all come out for that. that. Sounds dope. That sounds cool. Yes. My turn? Yes. Cool. There is a live sale tonight. What? This is via what? Facebook. Never. On our main. I know. We haven't done I thought it was on Twitch. In a while. Oh. Uh, it's on TikTok now. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> we have really good bundles this week. We also have some cool key issues like uh, the first Echo. Get that before it goes up. She's getting her own show. Uh, Thunderbolts, a, a CGC Captain America 601 side by Stan Lee. They got a few cool uh, Golden Age Batmans as well. There's one that's like a really cool Joker cover. Star Wars number one, stuff like that. A bunch okay. of cool bundles. And then. Like I said, this Saturday is the launch day for our Selena comic. You already know about that. Um, also on Saturday from 3 to 6 p.m. at No Label Brewery, they're launching their new beer. It is called Mangalorian. Ah, um, so it's, like a, it's a Mandalorian-themed night. I think they're going to have a cantina band, some food. That's exciting. Uh, a Bedrock booth with Star Wars merch. Stuff like that. Um, probably an exclusive pint glass. Could be wrong, but we're going to be there from three to six set up. So come say hi. Um, and it's all outdoors. Um, there's also a Halloween sale coming up. I don't know if you guys heard. Okay. Um, I, I did I did hear. Yes. Um, the annual Halloween sale. Yes. This time, it's on a weekend that I like. Sometimes it doesn't fall like on Halloween, and that really bores me. But this this year, it's October 29th, 30th, and 31st. That's a Friday through Sunday. So all you have to remember is Halloween weekend plus Friday. Um, everything will be on sale. Graphic novels 40% off. Back issues half off. Toys 25 to 50. Uh, you know, stuff like that. All the good stuff. I put some new stuff on all the graphics this year. I put like anime manga imports 25% off and like cards Ooh. and gaming 25% off. Nice. We got to update. We don't need supplies and new comics on there. You know? No. Like, no. No, come in, come uh, in. Yeah, that stuff's going to be on sale. But come in and get your boxes of flesh and blood. Exactly uh, honestly, right. honestly, like if I have any alpha boxes left of this new set, come scoop them up because that is stuff that is going to be. Uh, don't open them. <laughs> come keep them and sell them in uh, a year when you can't get them anymore. Exactly. And lastly, is a convention that's coming up that we're setting up at that we're a sponsor for. It's called Collecticon. Um, it looks like a. Like a little bit more grounded, not like a comic palooza size convention. It's got lots of uh, lots of vendors, um, a lot of voice actor talent, and then some like um, like really cool actor talent as well. Um, they're still announcing people, so I'm not sure okay. the full lineup. But that is October 16th 
they open at 10 a.m. and it's just two days, October 16th and October 17th. And that is an NRG. So it's, I mean, it's legit. It's not in some hotel, you know? Okay. Um, but they've been doing it for a few years, but I think they've like leveled up more this year. You know, I'm seeing more of a presence. So it's pretty exciting. We're also giving away free passes to that on the live show tonight. Ooh. Ooh. You, in. you only have to buy anything. All you have to do is share the video and you enter to win. Share so, that thing. That's awesome. Two passes, four tickets were given away. Crazy. And it costs you nothing. Well, well, Dylan, uh, but what's the entry fee? Zero dollars. What? Exactly. Oh man. Um that's all I got. That's exciting. All right. Well, let's get into that watch list. Um, I'll kick it off because uh I didn't watch anything. I've been real busy. Dang boy. Um, I watch TV. I wa- I watch my weekly wrestling stuff and that's it. I didn't watch sure. anything else aside from that. And what if? Oh uh, well, yeah, I watch what if, yeah. <laughs> but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to it. Dylan, you want to go or you want me to go? Uh, I'll go. Cool. I watched the Emmys. But oh, I have an article about that, so we can talk about that later, I guess. Or should I just talk about it now? I'll talk Ooh, about it now. How do you feel about The Emmys were um, a little disappointing. Uh, they, It was like, it looked pretty promising. It was very good, I will say, in terms of representation for female talent. A lot of female writers and directors won, which like never happens, you know? That's cool, yeah. Um, nice. And like the main three categories of the Emmys, for those that don't know, is like miniseries or movie, uh, then drama, and then comedy. So it was like everything's like kind of grouped together. Um, so there was some cool talent for that. Um, Michaela Cole won Best Writing for um, I May Destroy You. I still need to watch it. You should check out that show, and you should also check out Chewing Gum, Ron's favorite show. I love she that also, show. She also created and wrote that. She started it as a play, and then it became a TV show. Anyway. Interesting. Um, What's that on? Able- it's on HBO Max. Okay. Both of them, um, right? I don't know about Chewing Gum. I think Chewing Gum's on Netflix. Could be wrong. Mm. It's a BBC show, uh, so it kind of bounces around. Um, but I may destroy you, definitely, on HBO Max. Um, but uh, The Crown and Ted Lasso swept. They basically won every category they were in. Ted Lasso and comedy, the crown and drama. I know Matt um, from my store was very excited about he's a big Ted Lasso fan. Yeah. I, I haven't watched watch it. it. People love that. People are loving that show. People like it a lot, but like no one has Apple TV, I feel like. So it's uh, not, that's the problem. I like a yeah. lot of oh, people. My mom does. So I do. Yeah. That's the that's the problem. I think I have it too. Not on purpose, so. Um Bro, but yeah. Here holding out? The real the real um disappointment. Is that WandaVision, who was nominated for like 13 Emmys, walked away empty handed? Wow. They won a couple technical ones, like I think costumes and something like that, you know? But Elizabeth Olsen lost, Paul Bettany lost, Captain Han lost. That's crazy. Um, it's unfortunate because like it was up against uh, Mayor of Easttown and Queen's Gambit, like two juggernauts, you know, via streaming shows and like whatever. Kate Winslet, I guess, is a good actress. I don't know. Um, that show was great, but I'm very. I really wanted WandaVision to win something. I wanted Elizabeth Olsen to win because, be like, nice. I like the. I don't know. I like the variety that she gave us. You know, mm-hmm. it was nuanced. It wasn't like the typical Marvel. I don't want to say typical Marvel shallow performance. But you know what I mean? Like right, uh, surface level, surface nothing, level right. perfor- performance. Yeah. Um, and then, but the it was unfortunate because they had a ton of uh, black nominees like more than ever 
but like none of them won. There were no uh, black winners. Uh, so Michaela Cole won for writing, but JB Smoove won, won, right? Didn't JB Smoove win for something? I saw there was an ad for it saying that he won something on my Roku TV. He did not win any actor. Uh, okay. Awards, no. Wow. Okay. Um, then Roku lied to me. And it was Pose's final year, and all the like black trans women lost too. There were two nominated. It was just like, oh, I don't know. It was a little bit disappointing because it looked like promising, and then it was like, womp, womp, you know. He JB Smoove did win a uh, Emmy for be- uh, which I'm sure was not televised on the for best actor in a short form co- comedy series. Okay, well, which is a, for his Quibi show. That doesn't count. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Um, uh, Quibi still a thing? No, dude. Some not. some yeah, some yeah. streaming service bought all their stuff. I forgot who. I think Roku Word. did. Word. Which would be why they're advertising his Emmy win. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, those were the Emmys. Big disappointment, right. unless you love The Crown and Ted Lasso. Right. But I watched that, and I also like in preparation for the Emmys. I still I had never really watched Queen's Gambit, so I started watching that. And it was very good. Um, and then it did win Best uh, Miniseries. It was the final award of the night because it's like the most prestige one, which WandaVision was nominated for, but I didn't expect it to win. Um, but then like the producer was like really weird and he thanked Anya Taylor-Joy for bringing sexy back to chess. And it was like... That's weird. This is a is show the one, about like... Is it the guy um, that uh, they tried to kick off? Or like... Till the, no, till that's the... a different guy. There was this other white man who <laughs> was like... like they. They literally played music three or four times to try and get him. To he leave. was like, "No, no stop dude. the music!" Stop. He's like, "No, no, wow. you can, you can kill that." I was like, and "Oh it was my, like, oh my lord!" And it was like he had something like important to say, but then it was nothing. He was just thanking like his people, you know? Right, right, yeah. It was just very entitled, you know. And uh, Stephen Colbert did the same thing, and I'm like, "Really? Why do you feel entitled to everyone's time? You know, to make everything late so that you can just talk and talk and talk, but, right?" Whatever. It was a disappointing show. Dang. The world's helpless. <laughs> that wow. all you got? That's all you watch? That's all I Playboy. got. Cool. So I watched two movies. Uh, I'll start with the with the one I like the the most. Uh, I watched Brightburn finally. Oh, what you? What I thought you watched that? I I missed it when it came in theaters. So uh, yeah, watch Brightburn. Cool. That, that's that James Gunn like alternate. Like... James James Gunn produced. Uh, oh produced right yeah alternate superman type thing written by mark gunn and brian gunn which i assume they're all related who Mm -hmm. knows uh but yeah it was it was superman but evil (laughs) right child Mm -hmm. superman but evil it was fine uh the i know the thing that really people were talking about when it came out was that grotesque uh eyeball scene Uh, okay i didn't think that was needed at all but it is what it is it happened (laughs) But yeah, it was fine. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I didn't fully love it. It was just, you know, it was a decent movie. Uh, the, the crappy one I watched though is called uh, "Safer at Home." Um, that sounds this familiar. Came, this came out uh, uh, this year, apparently. Uh, it is about uh, the pandemic. Uh, instead of it, uh, they it got increasingly worse. Uh, in this movie so they were like on full shutdown could go out the house past like seven o'clock or whatever okay uh but it's uh, four groups of friends uh they're all like having a birthday party chat thing for one of their friends 
one of them decides to take some some drugs. They're all they're all like, "Cool, I got y'all drugs. We're all gonna take it at the same time. Whatever, whatever." Uh, two of them uh, have a fight, uh, but not physical. Just uh, you know, uh, verbal. Okay. The lady ends up falling and hitting her head on a desk or whatever. Like, and all this blood comes out. They assume she's dead. Spoilers. She's not dead. What? At the end of the movie. However, full twist the guy ends up dying because he went out the house and you're not supposed to go out the house. Don't go out the Blum house. Uh, it is not good. Okay, <laughs> not good at all. What was it called bad, again? Bad. Uh, safer at home. Safer at home. Uh, bad acting. Bad. Uh, what right. made you watch that? Haley picked it for whatever reason. Uh, and we and we decided to judge through it. And here you are. Here I am. Uh, two hours wasted time. You can't get it back. Can I get it back? No. Like even halfway, I was like, she's not dead, is she? Sure enough. Wow. It's like mm, that's unfortunate. So yeah, it was uh it was not good. Brightburn though, if you like, you know, horror movies, you should probably watch it. I, I just missed it for whatever it reason. Fine. You didn't see it either? Nope. I sure didn't. It's not on any streaming service. You have to actually rent it. So I I rent we rented it. Okay. So there you go. That's exciting. I watched. All right. Well, then I guess let's talk about what if episode, whatever number it is. I don't know. Five, six, 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 seven. Sure. Um, it's six, six. six. Yeah. Yeah. And it's what if Killmonger had, say, had saved uh, Tony Stark. Um, yep. And he sure, he sure did. And I'm going to go ahead and say that this was, to me, the worst episode of all of them so far. Yeah. I thought it was it's like a, it has some stiff competition. It's down there for sure. Well, it's, it's not. It's not like exciting, good. you know. Like I don't know. I don't like any of them have been exciting. But the Doctor Strange one was kind of exciting. I, the Doctor Strange one, but yeah, I don't know. And, I mean, I was, and the zombies one can be exciting. Like if like yeah, I wasn't hyped for it, but like, it. but like that, you know, that's like a big thing, right? And this is just like, oh yeah, Killmonger's here. I kind of. It's unfortunate because I wanted it to be. I wanted him to be an actual good guy. Which would have been right. really like nice to see, but they just you know he was like cool. He still you know. I was thinking the same wants, thing. Wants to do his thing, I guess. The premise is really like the title is one of my is like my favorite title so right. far. Like I'm like, oh, that sounds very interesting because it sounds like if what I would assume is that if Tony doesn't go to the cave and have his big character development you know moment, then he would remain a jerk, you know. And he would be like a bad person because he is like a billionaire, like arms dealer, basically. You right. Know? Um, and in the real world, he'd be seen as an awful person, you know. Um, and he was at the beginning of Iron Man, but then, like Ron said, they just fell. They both Eric and Tony just fell into the same patterns that we've already mm-hmm. seen. Tony's a hero still. I guess still, he did. Yeah. I guess he was just always that way despite his circumstances but when that's not the case for other characters that we've seen in previous episodes you know who have like taken a darker path based on things that have changed like, yeah right tony like, was like, basically like the Dr. same Strange. character yeah. tony's too good for that like he can't he will be a hero no matter what we will not demonize tony stark you know which no, is no. weird to me because i feel like he's the most easily 
easy to person to like have a social commentary on about that, you know, mm-hmm. just by the the fact that he's a billionaire that exists is enough, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. That was really boring to me. Um, basically, just what Ron said. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I I don't uh, know. I wanted it to like they should have just reversed their roles. Killmonger should have been maybe teamed up with Wakanda, like in defense against Tony Stark. I think that would have been cool. Or it like it was to a certain degree. I mean, kind of like. Well, that's what they wanted us to think. I think. Well, yeah. Whenever he was like, "Cool, I'm a, I'm gonna go against um, Obadiah," I guess. Yeah. Right? No, I don't remember. I don't know. Wherever somewhere in the middle, and then he still let the robots come through for whatever reason. To yeah, I don't know. It's whatever. It's just frustrating because they had the opportunity for something really interesting. But they did. Also, I feel like this episode fell into the same like thing that I have a problem with with every episode and that it feels like it's like a prologue or like a prequel for like something interesting to happen you know like I I I think I feel like this episode could have just started with Killmonger being in charge of Wakanda right would have been fine like Panther yeah yeah we don't need to see how it happened that's not the interesting part like the interesting part would be like how he uses Wakanda's resources to like deal with like racial prejudice in the world right you know in the world, yeah. and how like you know other people who like are still on the side of good are like grappling with like fighting him but also having the same ideals like i feel like that, that could have been very interesting you know yeah but i did i feel like i have to say one good thing about the episode i liked the part where he stabbed tony and tony was like oh like i thought we were a team we're the same we're both orphans and, and whatever, something like that. Right. Um, which is like crazy because Tony Stark grew up as like a white privileged heir to a billionaire company. And then like mm-hmm. Killmonger grew up in Compton. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it's just an insane thing for Tony to say. And then I'm trying to remember exactly I mean, I see where, he, where he's coming from. He's just, you know. I guess, but that's like a huge oversight. Oh yeah, not for sure. If you're like, we're the same. Um, It just shows you how how out of touch Tony Stark is. Yeah, but then Killmonger said, "That's the difference between me and you. Is that you don't see a difference between me and you? Something like that." You know, that's what he said. Yeah, I thought that was that was a good line. I like that. That was the only time anything profound happened. I enjoyed the I enjoyed seeing uh, Chadwick Boseman always. Oh yeah, die in every episode. Yeah, I mean, so it's funny they they said that uh, on Twitter. They was like Tony, Tony and Ch- uh, Chadwick is dying in every episode almost that it, that they show up in. It's like oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> also, the way each episode ends, like with Pepper taking a like leadership role, you know, and like it seemed like leading the defense against Killmonger and Wakanda. It's just like, and same with Peggy Carter. Like each episode is like retroactively being like, what if we gave the female characters storylines? You know, like in phase one. Right. It's just like, you can't say what if. I guess you're what if. Like you're the problem, you know? Yeah. It just seems a little like not self-aware. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just because I'm noticing patterns. They've been doing that with a lot. With Nebula, Peggy Carter, uh, you know, uh, Pepper, stuff like that. yeah. And to some extent, Sherry. Um, yeah. And I, I don't like the way they painted Wakanda to be like, I don't want to say stupid, but like 
made a series of like very poor choices, thoughtless choices, you know, like they trusted Killmonger way too much um, for no reason other than being related. Right. Other than he, yeah, nice. right. And then he did one good thing and they just made him the next Black Panther when Shuri I mean, was right there, you know, like why would it not be Shuri? They could have waited well, she a few was, years. She was way too young. It was not way was too like, young. This was like a couple years before. She's like 16 in Black Panther. So she's probably like 14 or so oh, here. Oh, man. I, I agree I thought, with you. I don't think they came across as like the brilliant like nation that they did in the movie. I feel like that would have happened, though, in, in a normal sense, too. I mean, like if... You think they would have been like, well, we're related. We'll trust him with everything. Well, yeah, I mean, that was his uncle's, I mean, his T'Chaka's nephew. So, yeah, I don't see why why he wouldn't trust them, you know? Um, it's interesting that they didn't... Because he could betray them. Sure, I agree. But it's interesting that they didn't do the, um, they didn't reveal the death of his father, you know? Like, yeah. did T'Chaka still do that? Is that still a thing, you know? Is that his end goal? Like, does does uh Killmonger know that he killed his his father, you know? It's interesting. Do you feel like they added anything to Killmonger in this? I don't all, actually. No. It's more like a if circumstantial anything, what if. If anything, they took they took stuff away from him. If anything. Yeah. I agree. I also thought like for some reason, maybe he knew what he was being asked to read, but I thought Michael B. Jordan's performance was like kind of lacking, like stiff. I don't know. There were some line deliveries. I was like, this is bad. But I've noticed that a yeah, lot throughout probably. What If, so I'm wondering if maybe the directing... Just I don't know. The, as more and more episodes comes out, it just feels like like you look at the cast list and it's like the best cast list ever for like an animated show, you know? And it's well, just a waste of all these actors' time. You they're know? not all right. um, good voice actors, I assume. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with that. That might be why, but like they are still like... It's like Angela Bassett and stuff like that. Like huge right. people coming in and reading something that like was yeah if you if you can't get a, if you can't get a good vocal performance out of like some of these top tier actors then there's something to be said for the direction like, I did like seeing her in action though that was cool that was cool yes that's so, all I have all right well you know what's next week is it the Thor one I don't have Thor no was an only child or something oh is that <sighs> is this is this party maybe Thor is this the one we're yeah getting? okay maybe the most boring premise will be the best episode. I mean, you know. that does happen know. sometimes. So, but what if? Oh, uh, I see what he did there. Wow. Yeah. So, how do y'all how do y'all feel about the the series as a whole right now, as it as it stands? Because I, to me, it's like there's good parts in every show, mm-hmm. but it's just not enough for me. I like it at this point. If we so the question, I guess, would be like if we weren't recording and doing a show talking about it, would I continue to watch it? Yeah, and probably not. Interesting. Interesting. I would watch it, but I would. I might like wait for it to be over. Same. Yeah. I still think they should have dropped this all at once. I do too. There's nothing. There's nothing in this that's bringing me back week to week, other than you know the way we record. Yeah, I know. Um, Me and Dylan brought it up a little (laughs) bit the other day, but he was just like, "Yeah, just drop the rest of the episodes at this point. Like, whatever. Like, just drop them. Drop the last four episodes or three episodes. It's not like Mandalorian." Or, you know, WandaVision, where people are week like, to week talking about, like, oh, I wonder, you know, what's concrete story is just exactly no, I, nobody's really talking about it to me in the store. I don't know about you, but I'm yeah, not really having any conversations yeah. about it. What's to talk about? Did right. you see what if? 
Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's not it. just because I, a lot of people don't like it because it doesn't have repercussions on the rest of the MCU, and I, don't I think guess. that's a fair reason to not like it because nothing else that you like has repercussions in the MCU. You know, so like, right, it could still be good on its own. Uh, so that's not why I don't like it. It's just a uh, not compelling at all. I just. I don't know. It's just so frustrating that like the Marvel shows have like been on a downward slope since they came out. Like, what a weird way to release the shows. I feel like I don't know. I like, agree. These keep getting worse and worse. Like, it started off so good. I'm ready for like I need. Maybe I'm sure Hawkeye will turn it around. You know, but like, I hope so. Hawkeye's going to be good. But you know what? Let's get into the let's get into the news. News, 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 news. Dylan, what you got? What you find? What's on the internet? We got some box office numbers. Oh, hold on, wait. Um, what? What came out? Shang Chi. Nothing really ah. came out, but Shang Chi is still. Uh, How dare you besmirch Cop Shop? And <laughs> the eyes of Tammy Faye. How dare I? How, how dare you? Um. Yeah. So Shang Chi uh, is still overperforming. It's doing very well. It made another twenty-one million. Which had a it had a very a thirty-eight percent drop, which is very good. Um, so it's still doing really well. Um, it's expected to uh, surpass Black Widow um, in the global box office in the theaters. You know. Yeah. Um, I think it is at three hundred and twenty million global right now, and wow. Black Widow ended with three seventy-seven. Um, but also Black Widow did have 125 million from Disney Plus. Um, so I think once you factor that in, it will not surpass Black Widow. Um, mm. especially since they announced that Shang-Chi is coming to Disney Plus free uh later, which I'll talk about soon. Um, it's not gonna have a premiere access like period. Um, so there's no like room to double dip and make more money, right? There, you know. So it's just it's worth noting that although like it looks like it's doing better, it's actually not because you could go even further and say that 125 million that Black Widow got on Disney Plus is like pure profit. So you would, in theory, double that, you know. Um, so it's a lot more profit that Disney made from Black Widow. Right. It's not looking good for ScarJo and her uh, court case. Um, yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I'm glad it's doing as well as it is, though. I mean, it's undeniably a success. It's Black Widow and Shang-Chi are the number one and number two movies of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if that's a big feat, but there we are. Um, Dune opened. Dune is opening. has such a long release window. It's very annoying to me. I know. It, op- it opened <laughs> in a bunch of markets, like Europe, mainly European. Especially that it's not out here yet. Like, come no, on. I hate, like, I know that seems like very like entitled, but like I feel like we should get movies first. Well, hey, we're the biggest market, okay? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so it opened with 37 million, which is very good. Uh, it's worth noting that it is not on HBO Max yet. So it's the only way people can see it is the theater exclusive. When it opens here, it will be on HBO Max uh, where people can watch it for free. Um, so I don't which think we will. I don't think we're going to see a big slope, uh, a big like, you know, peak or no. rise. Um, when it opens in America, because traditionally that has not been the case with all these HBO Max flops, like Suicide Squad, um, Mortal Kombat, stuff like that. They always, I think it might do really well on HBO Max, at least I hope it does, because they reiterated that they will 
they have the intention to greenlight a sequel if it does performs well on HBO Max. Oh. Um, I don't know what that means, but right. um, so good news about it is that it secured a China release date. Um, China has been very choosy with what can come out there. They've basically blacklisted Disney and Marvel lately. Black Widow is not opening there. Song Chi is not opening in China. And, you know, previously China has been like essential to be on like the leaderboard or to hit the billion dollar club, stuff like that. You have to, you have to open in China if you want to make a ton of money. Um, right. It's the second, second biggest market, theater market other than America. Um, so Dune is going to open there same day as here. And then No Time to Die is also going to open there. So it's promising wow. for movies in general. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's also a higher rate of piracy if there's a pristine copy of a movie on the internet in mm-hmm. China. Um, so since it's on HBO Max, there will be a pristine copy of Dune online that you can go watch, even though they don't have HBO Max. You know what I mean? Right. So I think that'll hurt it a lot as well. But we'll see. Um, well, yeah, also I just don't be, know. We're going to go see in theaters. My girl oh, and I. Yeah, and I'm going to go see it. Ron doesn't know he's going yet, but he is. To what? Exactly. Dune. Exactly. <sighs> You're coming. Yeah, I'm going. I mean, there's no way I can't. This watch is for movie. this one. For Zendaya. I mean, for the whole for, cast. For Denis. I assume. For Denis. For yeah. Timote. Timote. Um, and we will be going in IMAX. Yeah, um, of course. I mean, yeah. But another thing that may be hurting this movie is Michael's favorite story of the of the week. Oh, is Denis? Oh, yes. Some incendiary comments about Marvel online. Yes, uh, yes, he did. You may have heard uh, some people were mad at Denis Villeneuve. He is director of, like we said, Dune, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Arrival, movies like that. Um, Films. It's a good movie. I don't want him oh. to be taken out of context, so I will read what he said. He said there are too many Marvel movies that are nothing more than a cut and paste of others. And then he clarified the problem today. We'll see if we're talking about Marvel. The thing is, all these films are made from the same mold. Some filmmakers can add a little color to it, but they're all cast in the same factory. It doesn't take away from the movies, but they are formatted. That's what he said. I mean, he's not. That's wrong. that's hardly incendiary. That's factual. Yeah, but you know how Marvel fans are. I do. I mean, you know, you know how they be, dog. I like these Marvel movies too, same. obviously, but like understand what you're watching yes okay so i do agree with everything he said to some extent i think there are outliers in the mcu that aren't as of course as others you know of course and i think that's more and more common now um i think maybe he i think his view of marvel movies may be based on the first couple phases of it i could be wrong but i think they were a lot more formulaic uh, back then, but I would be surprised like, if he even separated the faces. You know, like yeah, I don't I, think he knows. I think he knows the earlier Marvel movies. You know, right? But I think like with Black Panther, Endgame, Shang Chi, Black Widow, things and Eternals, things look very different than they were before, and mm-hmm. are yep. less predictable and less the same movie again. Like, oh, white guy gets powers, saves the day, gets the girl, the end. You know, like right. it's less that. So uh, I don't know. I I I agree with everything he said, but I think it's a little bit a little bit wrong now. You know, right? A I agree. Bit, a little bit incorrect. It's at least a little bit out, towards incorrect. Outdated knowledge, but not incorrect on the whole. 
Agreed. I don't and know why he would say that. Also, like, what's well, the there had to be something that asked him. Some he was prompted. Yeah, Someone yeah. said, "What do you think of Marvel movies?" You know, because know. They, because they want to get that. They want to get that. Yeah, that, they want to get the click. You know, I understand the person asking it, but I don't understand why he would volunteer that oh. opinion. Um, oh, sure. But it coming I mean, from someone who directed uh, a sequel to an old property and an adaptation of a book. Well, yes, I know, but like his last two, his his next film and his last film are not original properties. Oh, you know? sure, sure, sure. I mean, now yeah. to be fair, he did Kino them up. You know, yes. so he added some color, like he said. Uh, I mean, he's that. What this means is that he's going to work for Marvel at some point. Oh, absolutely. Was he going to turn that he's contract down? Yeah. yeah, that'll be pretty rich. It's like Martin Scorsese signed that Netflix deal. You know, it's like we'll see. Speaking of that, um, you see, uh, you see, uh, the stat about the Irishman, uh, about how in the first week or whatever, only twenty eight percent of the people, uh, finished the movie. Jeez. <laughs> It's like Fantastic. oof, oof. I'm not. I'm not watching it. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. But I do agree with Michael. He has made. He is trending in the opposite direction that Marvel is, and that he's getting less original. I feel like you know, like his movies used to be completely new, original screenplays, and now they're adapted screenplays of things that have already been adapted. You know, right. twice, yeah, twice, sure. twice in a row. So it's like, be careful. Like you're on a high horse right now, but we'll see. I mean, I don't. Um, I don't. I I would assume that after Dune two, that he would go back to, you know, creator. Own I, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, you you I do mean, maybe. these big movies, right? So you can fund the little movies or the passion projects, right. if you will. Maybe. So, I mean, we'll I have know. to see. I mean, he's done two in a row. He didn't. He could, use all, he could also on a right. passion project. He could also Blade just keep making. Did, Dune. He didn't make that much money on Blade Runner, did he? Well, I don't know how well, that works. He got paid regardless. Sure. So he got his he got his money. I don't know. It depends on if a studio gives him a chance, but it did underperform. So maybe he didn't get another chance and he had to do Dune. Who knows? Or, or Dune is so massively well received that he ends up just making 37 Dune Dune films. I'm done with it too, whatever. Dune will not be well received. No. I'm calling it'll, it now. It'll be fine. It'll be Divisive. like it'll be like tenant. People are not going to like I don't want to say this without saying like Elitist. elitist but like i don't think people are going to understand it in a way that it's not like uh um a crowd pleaser it's at I mean? nine it's at 90 percent right now with 70 reviews yes i think it'll have a it'll be critically well received but i think people like we said like a lot of the reviews say it is like set up for a sequel so i don't think people are going to be feel very satisfied by it and i think it's sure. going to be like a lot of abstract uh metaphors and stuff that people won't enjoy we'll see i think it'll be like blade runner how people receive that you know not too well well those people are all wrong because that movie is fantastic 2049 is better than the original fight me fantastic i don't support but i do agree um (laughs) i already talked about shang chi it's going to uh disney plus on november 12th november 12th is disney plus day um last year we did a disney investor day thing Right. where they were revealed all the Disney Plus stuff. And that's kind of become Disney Plus Day, which is on November 12th this year. They've promised a bunch of Marvel reveals. Um, Shang-Chi is going to Disney Plus. Jungle Cruise will be free, will become free, will exit premiere access. Um, so I don't know. Uh, it's also interesting that it has like a 70-day window. 
when they said it was going to be a 40, 45 day theatrical window. So I think that speaks to their confidence and its performance at the box office a little bit, you know? Absolutely. They promised a four, at least a 45 day window and they extended it to 70 days. Um, but I'm very excited about Disney Plus Day. Uh, I really enjoyed watching it last year, yeah. two years ago. Was it two years ago? I don't two, know. A year, two years ago. Yeah. I'm tired. Uh, who, who can remember? What is time? When they announced know, Hawkeye and all that stuff. How long have yeah. we known about Hawkeye? Who knows? I think it was two years ago. Two, two years, years ago? yeah, 2019. Okay, cool. Probably. Well, yeah, that sounds right. Because a year ago seems too recent. Um, but it's going to become an annual thing, they said. So expect more uh, cool. Disney Plus reveals and less big reveals of things like Comic-Con now that they have their own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll do an episode on it, I assume. At least, it be, at least it will be fully integrated into our news. Uh, only a couple more. Um, the final Disney Hulu, uh, Marvel Hulu show is coming out. It's called Hit Monkey, And the first trailer came out for it. Um, I thought it looked pretty awful. Uh, what did you guys think? It looks, it, it looks fine. It looks like, I mean, that's, I mean, this may be nice. It looks like something I wouldn't watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting that they pick, picked Hit Monkey. Uh, this is part uh, of that wave that was Modoc, Hit Monkey, Dazzler. There's uh, a Dazzler show? Not anymore. Okay. Um, they announced a few more. Tigra. Uh, it was like a wave of Hulu animated shows. That's right. I was excited for the Chelsea Handler Dazzler show, but we're not going to be that. cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The animation looks terrible, in my opinion. It looks like Archer, but really stepping uh, chop, sloppy. Huge step down from what if, right? Like you go from this. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I don't get why. Why make this? Like, who's it for? I don't know. Let's see. Like, yeah, I'm interesting to see if. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder if it's going to be received or not. I feel like if you're doing a no-name property like this, like Hitmonkey, you need to like have something in it that appeals to everyone or looks like something someone would want to watch and it doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like Even MODOK was more appealing, I think, based on the trailer. I agree. This was. MODOK at least looked funny. It doesn't look funny at all. I don't get the point of it. No. Watch it be like Amazing and way better than what if. I mean, I'm gonna check it out. Um, I'll check it out if Ron checks it out and says it's good. I'll check it out if I have to. Oh, Speaking okay. of checking stuff out, I forgot. I watched one of the last main episode one. Oh, word up or down? It's fine. Okay, I it's, heard that. I've I've read a good ch- chunk of the book. It's different, so there's that. Okay. Well, okay. I thought the first episode was fine. Interesting. Interesting. Enough. Maybe I'll watch it. It's three hours. It's, right? it's a lot of setup. Yeah, I think it's three or four. I don't know. Okay. Um, we got an HBO Max sizzle reel during the Emmys and included our first look at Peacemaker. Um, not a lot to go on, but I think it uh, did a good job of setting the tone for the show, telling us what it was going to be. You know, we got a butt <laughs> shot of John Cena. Yes. Uh, um. I did watch this. Yeah, another one for real. I missed. I must have missed it. Not like a bear butt, but he was like shooting under his legs. Oh, okay. Um, It's clearly going to be a comedy. Did it? Did it? Which is good. Affect (laughs) your opinion at all of this show in one way or another? No, no. It's exactly. It's exactly what 
I'm expecting it to be. Well, good for him. I really hope it's good. Me too. I hope it is too. I want John Cena to have a win. You know, he's doing a lot D- of bad DC movies. DC also needs a win. So, well, yeah. whatever. That's a that's AT and T. I don't care about that. Wow. I guess John Cena is fine too. I shouldn't care about John Cena either. Uh, I don't know. It's just like, don't you want like a likable action star to like be like to have a good movie level or like you know like like the big guy that's in like all the action movies i don't know hasn't he done like more make a wishes than anyone or something yes he has done i agree yeah way more make a wishes than any other person yeah i don't know i want him to succeed we'll see i'm gonna watch peacemaker i'm excited about it um but i know uh michael was most excited about um the sex in the city revival oh absolutely i really just can't wait to see what (laughs) carrie's been getting up to you know Carrie and her friends. And uh, the rest. Uh, that was Kim, a nice little... Uh, uh, Kim? Kim. Wait, Carrie and Kim. This <laughs> is the Kardashians. Chloe. Uh, is Kim Cattrall coming Carrie. back? Are they no, all coming she's back? she's not in it. Kim Cattrall oh. is not. They, they don't like her. Oh. This the is a nice are. sizzle reel of things to come. Some good shit. I mean, all I care about on HBO Max is Sopranos in a week. Or, I'm sorry, Many Saints of Newark in a week. No, you don't want to two weeks. It, two weeks. That's not gonna be good, Michael. It I don't know. I hope so. That's the movie, right? With the younger kid or Yeah, whatever. with Michael Soprano. Yeah, that's or I mean with Michael dog. Gandolfini. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not good. It's not gonna be good, dog. Michael Soprano. Michael Soprano. <laughs> oh god. Um, it's not gonna be good. Oh, don't yeah, tell me. You should that. watch Euphoria, dog. It's good. I Didn't plan he, I plan on he, it. He had kids, right? In the Sopranos? Uh yeah, he did. So they could do a Sopranos next generation. Dang. Uh no, no, man. AJ's not getting in that life. Okay. And neither is Meadow. She went to Harvard. She could enter the, the business at any point. Anyway, <laughs> the, 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 the waste management industry. Become a queen pin. Yes. Uh anyway, Peacemaker. We'll have more to talk about on it during DC Fandom, October 16th. It's coming up. We'll oh, have a full trailer up. for it. Ooh. Um, lastly, this is like a recommendation, not really news at all, but there's a New York Times article from the actress. Um, she is in Eternals and her name is Lauren Ridloff and she is a deaf actress and she's talking about oh. like the, her experience making the Eternals and like some of the innovations they made. And it was very interesting. The character cool. is deaf, deaf as well. So it's cool that they, they did this also with Echo. Um, it's cool that they're like, you know, hiring some diverse talent but like the character has super speed and when she goes really fast there's like a sonic boom okay so like i think the character like needs to be like that's their reasoning for her being deaf which is pretty interesting but the actress she was talking there's like an interesting part of it where she's talking about how they were struggling to um like cue her as to like when they were rolling you know because sometimes you have to like face a wall or something right but then she said angelina angelina jolie came up with the idea to like use a laser pointer that they could take out and post. So they would do like make a circle on the wall saying they're rolling. If That's she, amazing. Like when she starts and stuff, but Super it's cool. weird that she had to think of that and not right. the, the movie itself, you know, the, the production. Right. Um, but you know, you love to see it, honestly, like this yeah, is great. I do. This is good. Yeah. But well, there's a lot a, in it that I'm not talking about, but I would definitely go read it. You need an account to read the article though. So, Oh, New York times. There you go. I read it without an account. I don't know what you want. He, Dylan's got that ad blocker. I got that ad, good ad blocker. You're right. I need to. Anyway, um, that. that's all I got. 
Ron, what you got? Do you got you got any news this week? <laughs> I got one. Uh, one. It's Halo. It's Halo. Yeah, no. It's it's you. What? Michael will make up for it. Uh, Not really. Halo, I was calling thirteen thousand trailers. It's only nine. <laughs> uh, Halo Infinite uh, is having uh, two multiplayer weekend test uh, betas back to back. Um, there's one this weekend uh, from Thursday to Sunday, uh, the 23rd to the 26th. Uh, and then there's going to be one um, the next weekend after that uh, from the 30th uh, to October 3rd. Uh, in that one, more people are going to be able to get on to the beta. So uh, if you have not signed up for the first weekend, you can get in for the second weekend. Super it's exciting. exciting stuff. Super exciting. Does a new world come out this week too, or next week, something like that? New world. That, that Amazon MMO. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, new world. Is that like what? Second Life? Sorry. It's a big deal. It's had like a troubled production too, but it's finally coming out. A lot of people are looking forward to it. Video game. Huh? Look at that. Playing by by Amazon Games because it comes out September 28th. Would you look at that? Amazon Games, huh? All right. I've never it's heard of this. It's a big deal. Yeah, this is my first time hearing about it. Hey, those are in the MMO circles. I, I no. used to be, man. I, I, that was my life back when, back when MMOs cost $15 a month before they became free. Uh, no, not about I, it. In high school, this was like my stuff. I hate a free MMO. Can I say that? Yeah, me Dang. too. I mean, okay. I would I, rather pay for the game and get something that's worth paying, like playing, than like this pay to win stuff. It really bothers me, like Genshin I, Impact and stuff like that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm impact supposed to be good though. I'm not. acting I'm acting out of old knowledge, you know, back it's when not. MMOs were transitioning from paid to freemium. Uh but freemium. back in the day, <laughs> the freemium versus or or just free versus the paid, there was a huge disparity in quality. You know, you get a game like EverQuest, World of Warcraft, Star Wars Galaxies, City of Heroes, these all these all these Matrix Online even cost $15 a month to play and you got your money's worth you know you had servers that worked and it was fair yeah, sure. and yeah, yeah. you know and you there was actually unlock things in the game yeah you could is it was it was is that why you hate Genshin impact it's all loot boxes you can't even buy the things you want with bunny <laughs> right i can't yeah right and yeah i'd rather i'd rather have that like the like marvel heroes which was free but if you want to be superior spider-man okay 20 bucks like all right fine yeah, here's my 20 dollars. Sure. i'll be superior spider-man you know that's I'm, the world I'm, we I'm, live in i'm not about it but what i mean i think the world costs money though it looks like it does oh. the graphics are really nice or at least in these screenshots so yeah i mean i think that's the big appeal for it but for sure it's only on pc so i can't play r.i.p Wow. I mean, you can't. Michael, tell me how PC. I'm good. Um, You're on a PC, though. It has no controller support. I don't know how to use a keyboard. You you can't play MMOs with a controller. I'm not going to wasp it. I mean, Michael, you can. It just sucks. Every MMO I'm sorry, I've played I, has been with a controller. It just sucks. My my my, my PC snob is, is showing. You're like, huh. Next, it you're going to tell me you're going to play an RTS with a controller. Get out of here. You could. Get, no, you can't. If you're playing it, an RTS with a controller, garbage. you're lying to yourself. <laughs> All the good you're MMOs losing. are ported to consoles, <laughs> yes, and they play just as good. Get, <laughs> no, no, I need, I need, I need double rows of of my hotkeys on the bottom that I have to Alt Shift and Control to get to 36 different hotkeys. You know, you yeah. got to get your macros uh-huh. down, and the man, set, set up your your AFK macros too. That was my 
Like that, that was how you mastered up your uh, musician in Star Wars Galaxies. You have to set up your AFK macros. So do stuff while you just leave your computer on and go like to the store and then come back and then you've leveled up your bard. No, we ain't got time for that no more. Why don't yeah, new, can you, Mike, can you explain something to me? Maybe. Why don't like new MMOs like ever, why aren't they ever successful? Like why is well, it only the, well, WoW they, and Final Fantasy? And like, you, well, because uh, well they are though that's the thing is that the, all these freemium ones are very successful like genshin, genshin impact makes a ton of money that's not an mmo well well guild wars 2 stuff like that like there's games, a few but i feel like there's never like a big thing oh that, like, like a blockbuster because topples the other right, ones right you know? okay the reason they for that is because well because the thing the industry has moved on from that like the the subscription fee weirdly subscription fees are like ubiquitous in all other forms of entertainment. Now, like you can have a subscription fee to your, to your, you know, to your gym, to your movie theater in person, to your whatever. Right. But like MMOs, they just fell off. Like it, it became like, no, no. Why would I pay $15 a month for wow? When I could play apex when EQ two went to free EverQuest two moved to be a free game. Like, you know, um, that was it. Like it's just, it's just not, it's just not it anymore because the games cost so much money. It costs so much money to make a game like WoW. Um, I think that's it. You're, that's probably because you get, you get it, like a big burst if you make like a quick free game that you don't like stick around for. Exactly, you know? like like Black Desert Online, um, Warframe. Warframe is on MMO, but I played like, Black Desert Online. Yeah, it's all that crap, all that stuff that's just like that. Games like that have been coming out for years. Like I've played all of them, you know, back in the day. Like Dark Ages of Camelot, like from way back. It's all the same crap. It's like, but back in the day, they didn't. For when everything was paid, they would do a two week trial. You could download the game, play it for two weeks, and see if you want to pay the fifteen dollars a month. You would even get the games that are free, but you don't have to buy the disc, but you have to pay the sub fee. Or a game like Wow, then you got to well, not not anymore. Wow is free to download, but uh, that's crazy. I don't know. I don't. I think. But the, I think these the are the games are, that have like tens of millions of players playing for decades on a monthly fee you know like it's it's unfortunate that someone won't more companies don't try and like actually invest in like a well, well there was a huge bubble there was a huge bubble for a little while like uh of people coming for wow and pre-wow um wow was like the pinnacle of of game for the for a couple of years like they just made so much money and then you had all these other games they were getting a ton of shine off of wow and mmo was like the top genre for a little bit on pc and then it move it that's it i i think i think the people that were the the target audience that were playing it grew up and didn't, and and have less time now and yeah. ki- and kids the, the 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 right age group for for mmos is like teenagers you know people with unlimited amount of time essentially mm-hmm. um but wow is still the number one it is. by far mmo like it's right. insane and it, it looks is. terrible the graphics right it's like runescape <laughs> I, no, no. In my mind, in my mind, the number one MMO is EverQuest because it's still going. It came out in 2000. It is 21 years old, and it's still going, and they're still putting out content. I don't which like is, that. They need, to, they need to move on. Hey, hey, dude, EverQuest two came out, and it's dead. Yeah, EverQuest one still going. Weird. Like that's crazy. And and they never they don't back patch the graphics. So like when you start the game, you're in 2000 graphics, and oh. then it's crazy. It's like. You'll get all the the ads for the new graphics and look really nice, and you boot it up and go, "What is this? What am I playing?" Um, but anyway, that's why what, New World's exciting. Someone's pouring a ton of money into you know it's, if, it's if 40 Dylan to plays $50. it. If Dylan gets on, I'll play it. 
Okay. You heard it here first. That's it. That's a guarantee. Okay, Michael's All right. trailers. All right. So I have, okay. So before we get to my trailers, I have a bunch of trailers uh, today. Um, I have two news stories. So um, if anybody has been keeping up with AEW, uh, you know that the wrestling world has gotten very, very exciting lately. Uh, Brian, Danielson, Brian Danielson showed up a couple of weeks ago with AKA Daniel Bryan. Um, and on this past week's episode of Dynamite, uh, Rosario Dawson was there. Girl. You know, yeah, she was in there doing a run in with Cody and Malachi Black. She hopped on Malachi Black's back and hit him in the head. It was great. Um, oh, I, I figured out the connection. So I figured out the connection between why she's there. So oh, go ahead. Cody Rhodes, the guy that she was there to help out, mm-hmm. hosts that talent show that she's on with her. Like, uh, host, that makes sense. no, yeah, Stardust. Yes, the <laughs> yes, uh, they host the Go Big Show, which is some crappy, you know, America's Got Talent type thing, okay. and they're both judges on it. And so that's why she's there. That makes sense. Um, right. But either way, so the dream match is happening this week, uh, this coming or today. Um, Kenny Omega against Brian Danielson in a non-title match. Um, so that's going to be very exciting. They're doing um, Grand Slam week, which is what they're calling it. So they're making this their two weekly, their two shows, their Wednesday night Dynamite and Friday night Rampage are called uh, the Grand Slam edition. So they all have like big mega matches. So it's Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black, Stings Wrestling. Um, it's going to be great. So make sure you tune in this week. If you're going to ever try to start watching, this is a great week to start. It's on TNT, 7 p.m. It's also on you know Hulu all, the next day and all that stuff. Um, but this is guaranteed to be a great match. They've wrestled many times before in the indies, but this is the first time since Kenny Omega has been the star that he is. So very exciting. And CM Punk will be wrestling on Rampage on Friday. He's wrestling a relatively very young guy named Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, so that's a very interesting matchup. So that is coming up this week. Wrestling has been very exciting. Um, Gen Con was this past weekend. Um, yes. Um, they, they sure, they tried, they tried. Um, they, they also did online component. Um, sure. They, they put out videos, which was, I think a mistake of like the vendor hall. And it's like, why would you do that? Of people like, look, Gen Con's open. Like, I've been to Gen Con. That's not Gen Con. That looks like Comic Palooza. There's like, you know, like a third of the people oh, yeah, there. Sure. I mean, yeah. no, no shade on Palooza, but like, you know, Gen Con is the largest gaming convention in the world. Mm-hmm. And and you see many feet of space to walk. And it's like, it'd be like if you saw San Diego Com- Comic Con and it was empty. You know, it's weird. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, but anyway, the bigger news out of that is obviously there's some game announcements and all that stuff, but they had the 2021 Any Awards, which is the gaming awards. And a quick shout out to a couple of, uh, well, the big win, as far as I'm concerned, is Best Game went to Alice is Missing, which we carry and we are big stands of at the store. That's the game you play over text message that uh, Dylan has seen that game and has really wanted to try it out, but we haven't gotten to no. do it yet. Um, it, th- that one uh, is an amazing game available at All Bedrocks, uh, whatever it's in stock. Um, I think Clear Lake has it at this point, maybe some of the stores. Um, but so that's a game you play. Uh, you can play it in person or virtually, uh, but you're supposed to play it over text message uh, and nobody talks for 90 minutes. And it's all your role playing as uh, kids in a, in a town and your friend Alice is missing. And there's like cards that come out every 10 minutes with you know stuff that happens and etc cetera, etc cetera. it's very really really well designed it, so not only did it win best game it also won best rules which is really cool 
because the rules are very interesting. Um, and it, it lost out to some games that have very complex and crunchy and heavy rules, like multiple hundreds of pages of books. But like, just goes to show you, you don't have to be complicated to be a really good and effective game. Um, yeah. So, and Morkborg came out with another um, win. They won best supplement for the game that we have in stock. Mork, Morkborg Cult Fair Tory. Uh, pick that up at a bedrock near you. Um, any award winner. But really, Alice is missing. Super exciting. Um, big win for that. Okay, so we got some trailers. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up with the uh, with all the Blumhouse stuff because they dropped all four trailers for the Blumhouse movies, uh, the Amazon Prime ones. But before we get to that, we have our single movies. So let's first we're gonna go with um, Halloween Kills gets the final trailer. So to me, this is less less exciting. I mean, it's cool. I'm very excited for this movie. I think we talked about last week that it's going to go day and date on Peacock, which is uh, makes me a little nervous, um, or I should say, quite nervous. Um, That's Peacock, though. Yeah, but um, the final trailer is good. I like it. I mean, but I'm already into it. What did y'all think about this final trailer? It added nothing. It it didn't right. Like I feel like it's it just the same. Right. I mean, it everything I it saw, I liked, but yeah. like what I don't, I don't know the point of it. Is that going to get anybody else in? You're, I think the you're whole, running into the problem where you have to market a movie for like three years, you know, and try and like right. yeah. think of a new way. I think just out a, of steam, a slasher sequel, you know, at the very least, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's rough. Um, we saw this with Black Widow and it's happening here too. I think, okay. I think the whole point of this trailer is to advertise that it's going to be on Peacock. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so, I thought it was interesting seeing the the older uh, cast. I guess. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You know what? That is that is something new that was added. That, I thought that was. I thought that they was should flashbacks cool. to the um, flashbacks. Yeah, to Tommy Doyle and uh, Lindsay Doyle as or you know, Lindsay and Tommy as you know as adults, and they got the you know. So that's that's really cool to see. Um, but anyway, I'm save that for the movie. They could yeah. add that to you. Um, then we got a trailer for the newest installment of the from the VHS franchise, which I say newest. They haven't done the movie in seven years. Um, do y'all first of all, do y'all like these movies at all? I, I saw those. two of them. Are there yeah. only two? Or there uh, no, there's like three. Okay, I saw two. There's VHS, VHS two, VHS viral. I think. I was really I, into it. I think VHS one is out. really good. Yeah, VHS one is really good. Two, I mean, is fine, I guess, but I think one is really strong. Um, if you don't know what VHS is, it's like a found footage anthology thing with like a wraparound story. It's like some somebody finds a tape and, you know, these horrible things happen. Um, and it's all like, how graphically violent can we make these murders is the mm-hmm. is the gimmick. So there's this new one uh, called VHS 94, uh, which I actually didn't know was coming out until the trailer dropped. Um, it's coming out. Um, it's going to debut. October 4th at Beyond Fest, and it's going to be on Shutter on October 6th. And uh, so this is taking place in 1994, and it centers around a SWAT team um, finding footage from 1994. Uh, there you go. Um, so, yeah. So this trailer was horrendous in, in, in like, the ways that they want you it to be horrendous, oh, you know, yeah, for like sure. it is yeah, like yeah, yeah. really violent. And what did y'all think about it before I say what I thought about it? I thought it was fine. Um, 
I'm I might end up watching this one just because I haven't watched one since the original. Um, right. I like the I like the '94 gimmick too. So does Haley like these types of movies? No, no, no. I mean, she'll okay. watch them. Okay, but I don't think she's like clamoring for them. Okay. It looked uh, like they had some new ideas, so new set dressing, some new uh, right ways to kill people. That looked interesting to me, but not enough to make me want to watch it. Right, not enough to make you get a Shutter subscription, right? Oh, is that what this coming on? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I normally do get a Shutter subscription around Halloween. At least yeah. I have the past two years, so well, I probably I mean, still wouldn't watch they've it. Got, I I spared you because there's a bunch of other Shutter trailers that came out this week too. Uh, there's a bunch. They have a bunch of stuff coming out in October. Um, I think Shutter. The best thing to do is like to wait to see what like people love and then. Right, and then Watch do it. a month at a time every uh-huh. so often, not to have a perpetual shutter sub. Um, I my biggest takeaway is that I've gotten to be much more of a wuss when it comes to gore. Oh hmm. um, uh, yeah. When I was in high school, like you couldn't, it couldn't be gory enough. It's like I want just buckets of blood and just make it as disgusting as possible. And now I'm like, oh my god, this looks horrifying. <laughs> I mean, not scary, but like gross. Yeah, but I want to say, but I, you know, but I got that itch though. I saw it. It's like, oh man, this is why is looks, that? You think? I don't know. Um, I really don't know why. I think I got. I think I got over it. It's sort of like a once you've seen all these shocking quote unquote horror movies, and when you followed the industry like I did, I was like in it. I was subscribed to Fangoria, to Rue Morgue, to Cemetery Dance, to uh, there was another Canadian magazine that I don't remember. I was paying a lot of money for like horror crap. So you were like and, invested in the technicality of it. Yes, I loved all the horror stuff, okay. and and the industry, and knowing like when like directors are announcing movies, and you know interviewing and keeping up with everything, and you know, oh yeah, with they, they've re- released some stills for the new Hatchet for the first Hatchet movie. You know, I was really excited for Hatchet, and then got really disappointed. But like when you see every movie, you know, there was a time when everything was supposed to be like extreme. Uh, the mid 2000s, it was supposed to be like the extreme, like dimension films from, you know, that did Scream and things like that. They they relaunched a subline of films called Dimension Extreme, and they would release all those French movies uh, like uh, Inside and Frontiers and things along those lines that are just like they're really pushing the envelope of, you know, gore and violence. But when everything that you're seeing is labeled as the most extreme content you've ever seen. like, okay, I got, okay, fine. It's not. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I sort of got over it. And I guess that means that my tolerance wore off maybe because like, sometimes I'll see an effect in the movie. And I'll go, Ooh, that's gross. When I didn't used to do that, but that's good. I feel like it's a more enjoyable yeah, way to watch maybe, it. Maybe, maybe, you know, it grew back. And so now I, and I, I kind of want to watch this and I kind of want to see like what, what's up. Um, but uh, what's the most gory or disgusting violent movie y'all have ever seen? I don't really recall? watch many gore movies, but I remember being traumatized by Saw 4. I, don't I, never know why saw, I didn't see 4. One. It traumatized me. I did not like really? it. Really? Um, uh, was, was a lot of like be... scalping and stuff. And it's just. It was oh, just... yeah. Oh, sure, really? Sure. Mine would probably be hostile. Sure. Yeah. I it's not my good. cuppa. Okay. <laughs> But um can i talk about what, yes. a horror movie that's coming out that i'm excited about yes well, it's not coming out it's being made it's a screenplay written by karen gillen she plays nebula 
Yes. Oh, cool beans. Yeah. She wrote a movie about, I think it's like a meta horror movie. It's about a horror actress on like the horror convention circuit. Like she does meet and greets and stuff and somehow uh-huh. it turns into a horror movie. I don't know. I just like that premise. It sounds cool. Okay. Cool. And yeah. she's like, she would know about that. She does all this. Didn't you meet her, Michael? Uh, yeah, I did meet Karen Gillan. Um, was, she, was she cool in person? She was super cool. Um, so, okay. Random Doctor Who story. So Karen Gillan, I, kn- I know Karen Gillan from Doctor Who. And um, my parents uh, have a giant life-size Dalek uh, sculpture made out of recycled steel. It's really, really cool. Very high-end, very awesome piece of art. Uh, Yeah, dialect. Um, And so if you don't know, Daleks have two arms. One's like a whisk and one's like a plunger. Um, They screw off because it's all like a, you know, a little, uh, it's a bit huge statue. And so I took the plunger arm to various conventions and I would get, Doctor Who celebrities to sign it in gold paint pen. Um, and I went to go get, and a lot of times they'll, you've, you've all gone to conventions and you've had celebrities sign stuff and they just sign it and you move on. Yeah, uh-huh. of course. And you just kind of forget about it and you, you're happy that you have the signature, but you for, you push away the memory of like when they didn't really care about the thing that you thought was so cool that you're showing right. them to sign. They're like, whatever here, this kid, this kid wants me to sign a hat. All right, whatever. Right. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. You know, um i but you do remember the cool interactions um like um i had a good one with karen gillen real quick i had a really good one with scott wilson um who is passed away right yes um although i know him as an as a character actor from some 80s movies and i got him to sign a dvd copy of a movie that i really really love called uh, the ninth configuration and i put it down and he looked at it for a second he goes I haven't signed one of these in a really long time. And he did a line from the movie. That's super dope. That yeah, was yeah. so cool. I loved it. It was yeah, so I had cool. one of those, those same experiences with uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. I, I had him sign one of his uh, earlier books. He was like, oof, I didn't like all that art in there. And I was like, you're crazy. You're amazing. Like, stop, <laughs> stop that. Chill out. <laughs> right. Um, do you have any of those? She's notorious for uh, Karen Gillan is like being a cool person to meet. Yeah. Uh, she was like, she was super cool. People. Do you have any cool uh, stories like that, Dylan? Of like a celebrity being super cool? I'm sure I do. Okay, but... not off top. Um, Dang, must my, not be cool enough then. My my other one was a, a, a real quick a, was a, a wrestler. I went to go to meet New Japan Pro Wrestling people, and they're Japanese, and a lot of them don't don't speak very good English. A lot of them do oh, you, like you told me about this. Yeah, yeah, they're they're smiling and nodding when you're you know, like you know what I mean like. They speak passable English enough to work wrestling, right. right? You know what I mean? To work with Americans, but not like have a conversation with you. Except for the guy that I was there to see, Hiroshi Tanahashi. He was there and he saw my Spider-Man pop socket and he goes, you like superheroes? I said, yes, I do. He goes, who is your favorite? I go, oh, Spider-Man. I, I lied because I don't, I don't know. I was, I was like, oh, I'm actually sure, talking. Yeah. To, I've already gone through four wrestlers who didn't you know, talk to me. And he goes, I like Iron Man. And I was like, oh, <laughs> great. Yeah, very cool. Thank you, Hiroshi. Uh, but anyway, uh, so it Karen so Gillen. Cool. I wish I, I would have. I wish I would have went to like a wrestling show back in the day, like back when I was like all all down for it, you know. Oh yeah, dude! Fantastic. I went to that fan access for WrestleMania like, just seventeen. So, like, meet, meet some wrestlers and stuff. That would have been super so, cool. You know, the wrestlers that speak English, you know, they speak your language. Usually, are pretty chatty and will talk to you, and you know, because that's that's their job is to be like yeah, to, yeah, to so, work you yeah, right, like so, work, like yeah. you know, like so it's great. But so I, I'm taking my Dalek arm to go get signed by Karen Gillen and Matt Smith, but who he canceled that show. I think that Dylan and I went to that one together in Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. 
And anyway, no one ever comments on that. I'm handing a giant metal plunger over to them. They just sign it and move on. Right. Which is bizarre to me. But anyway, so I pl- I plunk down this big metal plunger and I've always got the picture of the statue ready to go in case they ask about it, but no one ever does. And then Karen Gillen drags it across the table, looks at it and goes, is that off a Dalek? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, yes, it is. She goes, where did you get that? And, you know, and I show her this thing. Like, Pull oh, the that. picture out. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's amazing. And, you know, that's so cool. You know, I just. No, I love it. Dope. You know, so super great interaction. It's always, it's always nice to have those good interactions for sure. Absolutely. So I have a good one. I thought of one. Okay. Oh, you finally got it. Okay. I actually have a lot of good ones. I mean, well, you meet a lot of people though. So back in I used to go to San Diego Comic Con every year as a child since right. like elementary school. And it used to be very easy to meet famous people. Like I did all the Marvel movies, like Thor, stuff like that. But like I think I used up all my luck in life and this like we were walking through when I was a child at this point. So you get like treated better as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. and like this random lady was like, hey, do you want this ticket? Like, I, I can't make it. I got to go. And it was for some signing and you don't know what signing it's going to be. It's just like Fox signing and you go <laughs> okay. over to some random room in this hotel. So it was just me. And I was like very nervous because I'd be like separated from my dad because it was only got one ticket. So I like went in alone to this random. It's literally like. A right. hotel, a hotel like a little lobby, like the size of a Walgreens or something. It's not very right. big. Um, and I had the table set up and it was for Sherlock, like the first Sherlock movie. Uh-huh. And Robert oh. Downey Jr. was super cool. He was very nice. It was nice. Awesome. Awesome. He could tell I was nervous and he kept asking me questions. That's all I remember. Is he'd be like, Oh, do you like Sherlock? And I was like, I don't even know what I said. It was embarrassing. I think I gave like one a bunch of one word <laughs> answers. Yes, but yes, I do. Him, him and Rachel McAdams were very were very nice. But that's what's up. I was probably not cool. I was like, no, yes, no. No, they probably just feel bad for you, you know. You're right. just like, oh look, he's all nervous and stuff. Like uh, you know. It's so embarrassing. What can you do? Right. Um see so, what you do, Dylan. You meet him. As an adult, and be like, "Hey, you remember the nervous kid that like met you at?" Show? Yeah, I'm sure he remembers. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh yes, of course. Like, San oh, Diego, yeah, where I met the, the the yes kid. <laughs> kid just kept saying yes. We talk about you. I talked. I brought you up to Chris Hemsworth actually. <laughs> but I do think I lucked out because I don't think he would be caught dead at like a signing like that anymore. No way. Oh no, not at all. Dude. <sighs> no way. Um. So last trailer before we get to the Blumhouse is we got a red band trailer for the. I've brought this up, this movie up multiple times. The Palm Dior winning Titan, um, directed by Julia uh, Ducourneau. This is France. Uh, yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Yes, uh, it's Titan, directed by Julia Ducourneau, who directed Raw, which was on Netflix for a long time, and I don't think it is anymore. Um, and Raw is amazing. It's very like visceral. Dylan, have you seen Raw? No. Oh, you gotta see Raw. You got to see Raw. If you're going to watch this movie, you got to see this. Anyway, so they released a Red Band trailer for this movie. Um, it's coming out. So it got such a good reception. Obviously, it won the Palme d'Or. Um, it got such a good reception that it's going to get a limited theatrical release. Um, so it's coming out uh, October 1st. Uh, two weeks. Same day as a bunch of crap. Sopranos. Uh, Venom. You know, it's not, it's unfortunate. Uh, but so there's a new Red Band trailer out, um, and let me tell you, this movie looks great. Uh, this is such a visually appealing movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, 
Now, Dylan specifically did not watch this trailer because he wants to go in as blind as he can. And the previous teaser that if you've seen it doesn't really tell you anything, just gives you vibes and visuals. And I, this go ahead. The reason I don't want to watch it is because I've read some reviews about it and they're like, it apparently they, goes in some bonkers direction. Yes. Kind of like in the, not, I don't think it's in the same way that Malignant did, but the same um, you know, we're not going to tell you what's happening, but something crazy happened. So I was, I asked Michael, I was like, do they give that away in this trailer? But they don't, they don't, but like this, you don't, you don't need to see it. If you're already going to see this, this isn't going to sell you. You already, you're already good. I know the car part of the premise. I remember okay. that. Right. <laughs> but the, some of the things that they have to say about this movie is just crazy. Like, oh yeah. The little like, like oh yeah. Yeah. The blurbs. Yeah. They're like, it's, it's, this is the most disgusting movie we've ever seen or the when most the beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, the sweetest. Yeah. Um, so Peter, Peter it looks interesting for sure. Yeah. Right. Like go check this out. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, um, but it is coming to Houston, so I'm going to try go to see it. it. I'm going to try. Um, go. So the variety critic, Peter DeBruge, uh, called the film Lusty and Dark and said that it is a daringly queer and undoubtedly controversial ride, resulting in the most uncommon monster movie a cross between David Cronenberg's Crash and the horrors of Takashi Miike's Gozu, which if you haven't seen that, uh, don't. Uh, we're, <laughs> that movie's a lot. Um, where the main character hardly ever speaks and what Ducorno is trying to say is wildly open to interpretation. Um, I watched, I watched a, a couple of reviews about this and it seems like a lot of people, when you, what you were talking about with Dune and people not getting it, I think that's going to happen a lot with this is there's going to be a lot that people can project onto this movie. Um, okay. But it looks fantastic. And Dylan, I highly recommend raw. And also to everybody who, if, well, I mean, maybe not to everybody, but Raw Raw's intense, but uh, it's definitely very R-rated, uh, but it is very good. Um, I remember I watched, watching it. I watched it because of a Stephen King tweet. He tweeted out when it was on Netflix. He goes, go watch Raw. It's great. You can't trust that man. You can, you can trust him with other people's properties. I guess that's true. He doesn't, he doesn't put over bad stuff that, it, that he didn't do. Has he said anything about Midnight Mass? Ooh, I don't know. Is it that out yet? Out. That comes out. Uh, no, he doesn't get early access Friday. to movies. Uh, he oh, okay. gets early access to books. Like he'll tweet about books that don't come out for six months. Uh, like oh, well, he gets the readers' copy. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, he, he would. That's the new Mike Flanagan show, The Haunting of Hill House Guy. Oh, it looks so good. Oh, really? I'm very excited. Yeah, and a binge it this weekend. No, he's been, it with us. I, I want to. Oh, I'm not going to binge it with you. I'm not, no, I mean viewers. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, he's uh, Stephen King has just been tweeting about politics lately. Um, but anyway, um, so then my last couple of, or my last four trailers here are all kind of together. So we got the, I think they're calling it welcome to the Blumhouse, right? Welcome to the Blumhouse. The, the, the four Amazon prime movies that are coming out two on October 1st television. Well, yeah, but like, there's like a, has like a name for this event. Um, but anyway, they're coming out two movies on October 1st and two movies on October 8th, which is very weird. There's four movies. There's four weeks. Why don't you? Whatever. Okay. So on October 1st, we have Black as Night and Bingo Hill. Um, and all these trailers are out online. So let's talk about Bingo Hill real quick. What did y'all think about this? Uh, dog, I'm, this looks so funny. I'm so I, I love it. I thought Bingo Hill looks fantastic. I love this trailer, dude. Bingo Hill. I was like, 
it's so I good. forgot about these movies. Me too. Like, we talked about these for like a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, and I just forgot about them. And then and then I was watching, I was like, Blumhouse Television, what's this? So bingo hell. Yeah, dog. Like, give me some old old people uh dying in a in a bingo hall. The dude, the main like dude gives me like arcade vibes, like the yes. like, Marvel character. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited, <laughs> dog. So excited. It looks crazy. It, it looks wacky. I'm so excited. It got the Blumhouse like you know feel to it, you know. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited. Um I'm I'm really looking forward to that. And then you have um on the same day you have Black as Night, which looks tonally pretty different um yeah, from yeah, yeah. Bingo Hell. Looks less um I don't know, it just looks different. Less, um, less goofy for sure. Less I'm goofy. Very, less goofy. It seems very goofy to me. Black as night? Yeah. I don't think it seems as goofy as Bingo Hall, if that makes sense. I am excited about this too. I, I think Black as night. I'm also excited good. about Black as night. They're so, fighting vampires. Well, I mean, it's very, and it's very campy. Uh, that I, yes, this is the one I'm most excited about. I thought it looked really good. It looked the, the most. Blumhouse has like a few lanes, you know. Right. And, and Black as Night looked the most Happy Death Day freaky. I, I that can, kind I can of agree with you on tone, that. which is like, or Truth or Dare. That's my favorite lane of sure. Blumhouse, and sure, uh, sure, sure. Uh, it looked most like that. I'm very excited. This one look, looks good. Yeah, watch the yeah, trailer for this one. It looked pretty good. It's not. It's it just it. If to me, it feels different than um, Bingo Hall. Bingo Hall. Oh, Bingo for sure. Um, yeah. But but definitely still good. Um, I think they both look funny. They, they do, but in different ways. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see. On uh, was it the eighth? Uh, we have yeah. We have uh, the manor, which who's the lady in that? She looks like super familiar. She does um, look familiar. The, uh, anyway, so it's a movie about like dementia, uh, mm-hmm. and a, it's a horror film about an older lady uh, who suffers a stroke and goes into like a, an old nursing home, and she keeps seeing things, and they're like, "No, you're just oh, sweetie, you know, you know." But obviously, they're really there. Not um, funny. No, not funny at all. Um, it's Barbara Hershey. Okay, that's who that is. Okay, horror, I know her from Black Swan. Horror icon. Barbara Hershey. Um, she's been in Insidious as well. She's been Insidious and yeah. Oh um, uh, yeah, Insidious is yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's Barbara Hershey's great. She's a like a 1970s TV actress. Um, but anyway, yes. So I think this one looks very serious. I mean, as I mean, you know, as serious, as, serious a, as, as a movie like this can look um, compared to the other two. Um, and it's also written and directed by um, Axel Carolyn who I've never heard of before. So that's exciting. Um, it's got I, that dude that played Senator Kelly in the X-Men movie. Yep, that's I don't remember it. his yep. name either. It's nice um, to see some horror movies with like seniors though, you know? I, yeah, yeah, right. It's always, it's always teenagers. Come on. We're the old people. We got I, two now. Yep. I think, Hill and I, I think the manor looks pretty uh, pretty good. Um, I think the manor looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks and, like it might have a cool like social commentary about like I, I think so elder too. abuse and the way mm. you know like homes treat them and stuff like that and dehumanize them a bit. I think that mm-hmm. might be what they're going for, but I'm not sure. And then also on October 8th, we have Madres, um, it's, which is a Mexican-American couple expecting the first. It's a, it's a weird, uh, it's a evil pregnancy thing, kind of. Um, well, the ladies, I, I don't know. I, don't, I can't really tell. Um, so this the, is the one I, I care the least about. Um, 
Yeah, the byline is a Mexican-American couple expecting their first child uh, relocate to a migrant farming community in 1970s California, where the wife begins to experience strange symptoms and terrifying visions. She tries to determine if it's related to a legendary curse or something more nefarious. Um, this is, the, like, I agree. This is the least good of the trailers, but, I mean, I'd still watch it. I'm hoping yeah, they're know. holding something back, some kind of twist or something, because it does look very... It feels like they didn't show you vanilla. much. Yeah, yeah it looks, it looks very trailer. like basic for sure. I, but I'm, I I get the feeling that maybe there's something else to it, but I, it could be wrong. Y'all so? let me know if this one is good because I I off this trailer I'm passing unfortunately. Like I just, I mean you can't watch everything, fair. right? True. But you are you so you're gonna you're gonna watch the other three? I'm watching the other three for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Go check out these these Blumhouse trailers. They're a lot of fun. Um, with the exception of the Manor, which looks uh, less fun, but also good but it um, looks good though right but my trailer of the week is titan t-i-t-a-n-e go look it up the red band uh go watch no it tickets on sale yet they checked um yeah they are not on regal that i can see. Oh, well yeah that's not coming to regal it's the amc no but the lamb tickets are out <gasps> the lamb dylan dylan we gotta get those lamb tickets they're gonna sell out <laughs> They are. Yeah, they're gonna sell out. Hey, the A24 rainbow hats back in back in stock. The one that says I A24. That. I got they they targeted me. I gotta buy it. Watch out, Shang Chi. The lamb is gonna dethrone your box yeah. office record. You're gonna have a bad weekend when lamb oh, debuts. That's so. Oh, no. That's what. It, that's that's the poster, right? Didn't it say that? I'm no, not, I'm making that up. You said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um also just i forgot to mention uh titan is sitting at a 93 on rotten tomatoes right now Ooh. only only 40 reviews but what's the know. lamb at does it, does it have Zero. does it have rotten i'm sure it does it's making the festival rounds oh okay Zero reviews um lamb has an 83 with six reviews rotten well, no. it's got six reviews <laughs> rotten. so it, who knows at this point um but anyway um i think that's gonna do it for us this week um Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, y'all. Bye. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time.